Bokatov. Today's staff is staff Chof Zion in Moe Cotton. We learned for four Shlema for Yosef, Sriel Ben Chaimichal, and Elazar Ben Ruma. And Ilu Nishmas, my mother, whose yard side, second yard side is today, Chanashain Gopas Ephraim Yehuda Halevi. You know, some may have an aliyah. Today we're starting from Chof Zion, but we're actually at the bottom of Chof Lavam and Bays, the last four lines. The Mishnah said, Ein Marvin Al Mitos Skufos. And uh, when you do the Surah Sabra, says they actually the the, the uh, words in our Mishnah back on Chavdalid were Ein Mavrin Ella Almita Skufa. You only do it on an upright uh, on an upright uh, bed, meaning bed in its normal position. Because according to this, we were speaking about on Chalamoid that the Mishnah speaking on Chalamoid, meaning normally uh, we are we, when you, the beds have to be overturned again in those days. Just like they covered their heads when they were in Athelus and Shiva, they also turned over the beds. They turned them upside down. So the Mishnah said that who does these things during Cholamoy? Only the uh, next of kin, Mavrin um, Elakrova. They give them the the, um, the um, only the uh, the Havra, uh, the first meal taken after the funeral. Only the Krova uh, of the mace take that take that meal, and it's given on an upright. Bed, a regular bed during uh, during Chalamoy. That's one way to learn. Almitos Kufa. The Mishnah here, Argamar reads Ein Almitos Skufos, and that could be uh, that could be um, speaking about um, not during Chalamoy if you don't have the girsa, if you don't take out the Ella. But in any case, whatever the girsa is on Chalamoy, you don't do that. And now, who does that normally? If you were very friendly, you're very close with the Ovel, then you could sit on, sit, you, you give them the meal, uh, you feed them the meal on overturned beds, meaning the Ovel normally, not the Cholomoy, turns over the beds. And if you're very close to them, you could also give them the meal on that bed. If you weren't close to them, then you should give it on upright beds, beds in their normal position. And that would mean that when do they turn over the beds? Only after the meal is given. Meaning they come home from the funeral. The people give them the meal. Let's say it's not people who are close to them, just people who knew them, people from the shul or from their association, give them the meal. So if they weren't real friendly with them, they can give it to them on regular beds because the, 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 the people who weren't real close with them shouldn't be seen on the lower beds or the overturned beds. So that's how it was. But if they were very close to them, they could also put them on on the uh, on the on the overturned beds uh, if they were very close with the Abelum. Rava Israel bin Milsa tells a story. Rava uh, was in bereavement. Somebody in his family died. Olagabe Abba Bar Marsa. So this fellow Abba Bar Marsa came to greet, it came to him to Abba Bar Manyumi. I'm not sure maybe Marsa is the mother's name, Manyumi is the father's name, but in any case, it was the same fellow. Rava Zakif, Rava sat upright meaning he didn't turn over the bed, even though he was on a bales because he was taking the meal that way, that we said you only to overturn afterwards. Abba Bar Kofi, he turned over the bed. Uh, Omar and Rabbi said, this unfortunate young rabbi doesn't know the halacha, which happens a lot when it comes to a bales. People make all kinds of mistakes about Kadima, etc. For the Ahmad, people make all kinds of mistakes. They don't know a lot about the Hilchas of Avelis. So he doesn't have any brains because I'm sitting upright. He should also be upright. He shouldn't sit on a lower bed when he's serving me. He, the, the Abel himself was sitting upright because as we said, 
uh, normally you eat not only in chalamoid, apparently, even not when it's chalamoid, they only turn the beds over after after the after that first meal has been given. By the way, for people who have uh, announced the beginning that it's uh, my mother's yard site today, uh, <clears throat> she died in a regular Adar. So there's different minhagim when if you, somebody died, if a person died in an Adar bed, like my my paternal grandfather died uh, of typhus or whatever back like in 1918, 1919. Um, so he, it might've been the Spanish, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if the Spanish started down already. They said always oh, it was either typhus or the Spanish or the Spanish flu. In any case, uh, he died in Adorbet. So in a year like this, when there's an Adoralf and Adorbet, his yard site is only kept in Adorbet. But if somebody died in a year that they only had one Ador, and now there's two Adors, which one do you keep? So there's different shitas about that. Some say you keep the second one. Some say you keep the first one. That's the shita of the Ramah, but the Ramah says it's better to keep both. Better to keep both. In other words, what's involved, especially if you're not fasting. Today, very few people actually fast on the yard sites. If you're not fasting on the yard what are you doing? You're basically, you're avoiding weddings on the day of the yard site. You're saying Kaddish, for the Yomit. So those kind of things. Uh, you can keep on on both, so that's the uh, that's the custom. But there's there's different customs. But the last couple of lines, on, the last couple of words on If a person is traveling and he finds out that he's an avelis, uh, or maybe even if he's avelis started before, but he had to travel. Presumably, if he found out about the avelis before he traveled, he shouldn't have traveled. But let's say he was on the road and he heard about it. If he can diminish. His business, Yamayat, he should try to do it. Don't try to avoid doing business during the Shiva. In Lav, if he can't avoid it, Yagagali Moin, he should do he should include other people. Don't do it on his own because that's not proper. But if he does it with other people, if that's but with a Chabura, then it's not as bad. When do you turn over the beds? As we mentioned before, Mishiatsum and Pesach Beso. So according to according to uh, this opinion, uh, that when do they turn over the beds? As soon as the Deceased is taken out of the house. From the, the cover of the tomb, when it's rolled over, it's like a big stone that they would roll over and fit into place over the tomb, over the burial spot. Uh, that's the time. As soon as they took the beer out, Rabelezer, Rabelezer went with the sheet. That's when you turn over the beds. Turn over the beds. Once the uh, the tomb was covered, Amr Rabbi said, "He said, now cover over the beds." Amr they told me, "Far kafinu, we already rolled, we already turned over the beds." I'll pizakin according to zakin. By the way, if you look at the uh, video that I sent out, not a, it's a video, it's really a, a PDF file of the uh, pictures or the uh, whatever it's pictorial, it's not pictures, diagrams that I sent at the beginning of Moed Katan. The last uh, diagrams are in today's daf. One of them is. How do you turn over the bed? So they show a bed is basically turned over upside down, right? Or as we'll see on the side, but that's the idea of turning over the beds. We don't do that today. Maybe our beds are made differently and they're also harder to turn over. Beds sometimes today are gigantic, gigantic monstrosities that you just can't turn over the bed. So, but that's not done today. Turn over the mace. We're talking about the mace. Apparently it's Mishiatsu Vesa, yeah, from the time that the mess is taken out. Basically. Taken out, yeah. Yeah. Because uh well, what it would it mean. Rabbi Shua is saying a later time at the burial. So this now that before we had 
uh, that you don't turn over the beds, that the first meal is not done that way. So he said before, that uh, So what do you mean? If they turned over the beds already, what are they going to turn them back over again now when they serve the meal? So maybe that's either, maybe that's another opinion. Um, right? Maybe that's another opinion. These are all various uh, rules. Uh, based, yeah, minhagim, right? You could say, you could say they're minhagim, right? You could say they're minhagim. You know, different, they felt that, you know, many Yisrael could in, so that was out of the different ways to, to rule. The question was, if, if, if it's, so you turn over the beds immediately when they take the, the, uh, the body out or at the funeral, so what about before we had, maybe they turn the beds back over again. In other words, uh, if they're friendly, if not, turn the beds over for that meal, you know, turn them back upright again. Again, the beds then were like cots. They weren't like, you know, like we say, heavy duty things. So maybe it was easy to turn them up uh, back and forth. Not clear. Maybe it's when you do it, the Arab Shabbos. On Arab Shabbos, Shabbos, we're not knowing Gavelos, the Farhesi least, but Sinawi Pasca that you do, but the Farhesi don't. So you should turn the beds back over again to their upright position for Shabbos. In the afternoon, Minchamala, Minchastan means Mincha Ktana. Which is like 3:30 in the afternoon on a six to six day. Don't sit on the bed. The Abel doesn't sit there until it gets dark. He turns them over, and he shouldn't sit on them in an upright position until until Shabbos starts. So Matzah Shabbos. Even though he might only be sitting one day, maybe Sunday would be the last day. Maybe he gets up Sunday morning. Still, Chosav Kofi turns the beds over again on Saturday night. The rule is you don't just you don't just turn over the bed that he sleeps on, or that he sits on. All all beds in the house have to be turned over. That's part of the available. Even if he has ten different beds or couches, whatever you want to call them, in different places in the house, he turns them all over. Kofa is cool. Even if there are five brothers who are and one of the five brothers died, and the other four are sitting shiva in their different homes, cool and cough, and they all turn over the beds. Each bed, like we have today, when people sit in different places, they, they turn over the beds. If it was a bed that was not made for people to sit on or to sleep on or to rest on, but rather you put stuff on it, like Caleb, garments or whatever, that doesn't need to be turned over. All only needs to be turned over is beds that, that the available would sit on or sleep. Dargish, what's the Dargish? So we're going to talk about that. So he says, Dargish ain't so like Boso. If you have a bed like that, a Dargish, we're going to explain what that means. You don't have to turn it over. El Zokfo. So you don't turn it over, but you tilt it up. Well, Zokfo means it is in that in its normal position. Apparently, Zokfo here means you erect it or you make it upright in a way that it's not comfortable to sit on. So, or maybe it just means leave it in its normal way. Because you don't you don't uh, sit on that bed. A dargish normally is not uh, you don't normally sit on it. But we'll see. We're going to different um, we're going to different interpretations of what dargish is and what zokvo can mean. Uh, when you come to a dargish matiras kavita, you loosen its loops. it comes down by itself. What do you mean you loosen its loops? What loops are we speaking about? So we're going to see again. If you look at the diagrams uh, uh, in that pictorial, you'll see like we're going to come out with that um, it's, it's a, this is a leather bed. We're going to explain this. If you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a frame and the frame has holes in it. 
and the the leather mat that that's like the mattress has got loops sticking out the side that fit through the holes in the frame. And that's what he means that uh, that you open up the loops and then it just falls down. In other words, you don't have to you don't have to turn the bed over, right? He says, it's not like you don't have to turn the bed so quote. You make it upright, meaning that you couldn't be able to sit on it, like turn it on its side, turn it on its front or on its side, you can't sit on it. He says, you don't have to do that. Just open up the loops and it'll just fall down. My Darvish, but we, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're explaining, he says, you open up the loops, you you, you straighten it up. What, what is a Darvish? Amar Ulur says, it's a, uh, it's a, um, a good luck bed. It's a good luck, that's Arsad Degada, right? Uh, Rashi says, Amita Shimach Mazel Tov. You don't use it at all. You don't use it at all. It's just a bed that sits there. It's like a, it's like a, you know, a, a mazel piece, a, a good luck, a good luck uh, bed. Nobody sits on it. So he says, a bed like that, you don't have to turn over. Nobody's sitting on it anyway. Just, uh, just you know, make it a wreck that nobody would sit on, just to show available. Does that make sense? If it's a good luck bed that nobody sits on. When when a king is sitting in mourning, the Mishnah says there to Tanya, the Tanan, Kala Am everybody who's coming to comfort him, to console the king, sit on the ground. Who makes about Dargish? He sits on the Dargish. So obviously people do sit on it. Mika media, is there something until now he never sits on it because you're calling it's a good luck bed that people don't sit on. And now he sits on it. So could it make sense to say that it's a good luck bed if here we find that the king sits on it when he's in a veil? Rashi, my Krishna, why is that a problem? Just like giving the king food and drink. Until now, the, the Hamonam doesn't give the king food and drink. He has his own servants. Now we feed him and drink him. That's part of the Avelis process. Right? So here also, it could be that normally nobody sits on it. It's a good luck bed. But a king sits on it during Avelis. So, pardon? Right, like a bench. Yeah, okay. So that's a, it. Could be that's what it's used for now. A dargesh. So here, uh, here, here the Gemara is debating: what is the dargesh? Is it a good luck bed or not? So we'll see. So for the first opinion is maybe it's a good luck bed. And even though normally nobody sits on it, maybe the king does. Eli Kasha, this could be your Kasha. Hadatanya, this we learn dargesh ain't so You don't have to turn it upside down. Elazokfo, just tilt it up, stand it erect. Be arsa the gada amayin sochlikposo. Uh, if it's a if it's a uh, good luck bed, why don't you have to turn it over? A tiny little So we said before, uh, if you turn over your bed, not just your bed, so all the beds in your house have to be overturned. So this one should be turned over too. So why do you say if you have a dargish? We said before, if uh, if uh, if you have a dargish bed, uh, why not turn it upside down too? So my question, that's not a kasha. Just like a we said before that a bed that's <clears throat> designated only for garments, for clothing that nobody sits on, that you don't turn over. We just had this above. You don't have to turn over. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, it's possible that it is a good luck bed, but the king sits on it. And it's also possible that since nobody normally sits on it, you don't have to turn it over. This could be your kasha to prove that it's not a good luck bed. Shingulil says, Dargish Mater Kavita, you open up its loops, then it falls down, the mat, like the mattress, falls down. If it's a good luck bed, what kind of loops does it have? So therefore, it doesn't make sense to say that it's a good luck bed, 
but rather it is this kind of a bed that has loops. And now we're going to get a better explanation. He also, Robin, Robin came here straw. Omerle, he said, one of the rabbis had told him there, and he repeated this over, Rav Tachlifa Bar Maravashmeh. His name was Rav Tachlifa from Israel, you know, Rav Tachlifa, the Israeli, you can call him. He used to hang around the leather market, and he knew what this was. My Darvish, it's a leather bed. It's a leather bed. Rashi says that Salah is leather. Again, I mean, the bed, the mat is made out of leather. It, it mar, uh, or it Nami takes out, Here's the difference. Both of them have like a leather bed, like a, like a leather mat, which, which forms the bed. That's what you sit on once you sleep on this leather mat. But in the case of a dargish, it's got loops sticking out of the side and they fit into the bed frame, the holes in the bed frame itself. Whereas on a regular bed, the mat fits over the bed frame and comes. that's the difference. If you look in the last couple of uh, pictures in the pictorial, you'll see how he describes that. Okay. will say that it's enough to loosen the loops and then the mat will fall down. Let's say you have a bed that has like, you could call that like a headboard sticking out. Eight of Yotsumi took in the last, the very last picture in the booklet, in the pictorial, it's like a stick coming out, like uh, picture a bed, and you have like one stick coming out of one side, out of the, the foot the foot side, and one coming out of the headrest, so to speak, right? And then they put a curtain over, like Rashi says, that to, keep the fly, to keep the flies away, etc. right? So he says a bed like that, just turn it over on the side. You turn it over on the side, because if you turn it upside down, it'll be even higher because of the because of the poles or the board that sticks out of it. So just turn it over on the side. So that's what he says here. Again, it doesn't mean right side up. Zokfo here, sometimes Zokfo means you could sit on a upright in its normal position. Here it means turn it over, uh, turn it over and vidayo, and that's enough. Meaning turn it over on the side as opposed to kafui means turn it upside down. Turning it upside down here would make it worse. So you, know, you just turn it over on the side, you tilt it over. So for here means more like tilting it over, and that's enough. say if a person sleeps during a veilus on a on a chair, Daini. Daini Rashi said before is an overturned mortar, a large, it's a large uh, crater, it's a large uh, uh, mortar that has a big crater inside for crushing things. So anytime they would turn that over, he said before, he turned that over and announced to people, make a big announcement or show them how you're uh, bearing your shoulder. We had that before. So if he sleeps on a chair or on this overturned um, mortar, on the ground, why? You're supposed to sleep on an overturned bed. That's the proper way to do it. And that's how they did it in those days. Even in the Beisavo, you can clean the place. You clean the floor. You spray, you sprinkle uh, water on the dirt floor to keep, uh, to keep the dirt down. And you can wash the uh, you can wash the uh, eating utensils, the karos, the plates, kosos, the cups, luchos, the jugs, ketonios, the pitchers. Basically, you do that all normally. That's how you have to, you have to maintain some hygiene. Because that's not considered um, that's not considered being out of availus. That's not considered you know uh, to be you know to be uh, having a good time. Those are just normal simple functions. But you don't bring the incense, the perfume. 
that they, the smoke perfume, you don't bring the FS of summum and the spice of the base of, you don't bring the base of to make it, that's, that's too nice. In other words, you do the bare minimum. Yes, the, you have to eat, so you have to have clean, you have to, the house has to be clean and the, the dishes and the cups, etc. have to be clean, but you don't do anything fancy like bringing uh, smoked spice, smoked uh, uh, incense, uh, smoked perfumes or summum. Any is that so about Tanibar Kapara, Ain Mabarchan, you don't you don't make a bracha a la mukbar on the incense full of some beisabo. A mashma, you don't make a bracha, brucha hudal mabarchan. Mashma, you don't make a bracha, but you do bring says Lokash of Baisabal of Basinachan. Are you in the house of the Baisabal? You don't bring them at all, right? In the base of Manachman, you do bring them. So you don't make a bracha, but you do bring them to the house where the consolers sit. There they're allowed to have the mukbar and the and the summer. You don't bring the base of a little bit tavla. Now we're going to talk about things that were done um, to keep things straight and formal and not uh, insult the poor. So you don't bring the base of a, and you do things in a simple way. You don't bring the food that they bring in the, that they bring for the Havasudas Abra or during the Avelas, during the Shiva, people bring food. You don't bring food on a uh, nice tray for low baskutlor and bowls. Lobakina is also like a, uh, uh, a like a narrow mouthed uh, uh, kind of a um, of a tray. Elabasalam, um, but simple simple baskets. That's all. Not not a narrow mouthed basket, but a simple a simple basket. And we'll see why. There was there was a special bracha that Avelim said in Birkas and they don't say that b'moed and chalamoid. Avalon the mashura. If there's a levai, we said before that if there's a levaya during the regal, the shloshim begins, but the shiva doesn't till after the regal. And he said, remember uh, the last day, if you have two days in chutzlar, it's the, uh, like, uh, <coughs> like Simchas Torah, or the, last, or the eighth day of Pesach, that counts as the first day of shiva. But basically it's the shiva starts, whether so that this starts on that day, whether you're in chutzlar or Eretz Yisrael, the day after the seventh day of Pesach or the day after Shemini Yatzeris, he would begin the uh, would begin the shiva, but the shloshim started before. But the but the levaya takes place immediately, right? Chalamoid. So what do they do? They don't say the because of them on chalamoid, but om the mishur. But they do make the shur like at the funeral. They stand the shur umenachman and they and they say a makom upotimas rab. And then the avelim say, okay, guys, thank you, go home. They they send them home. They they potter them. They say, uh, you know, shalom umenachman go home. Thank you. I'll see you after yontif. You don't leave the beer in the road during says, but so you shouldn't, uh, a customer, encourage anybody to start making a spadum because we don't do a spadum during chalamoy. And for women, they never leave the beer in the, in the bed, in the uh, street at all because of covet. It's improper to have a woman, uh, even in death, uh, laying in the road. The uh, they used to take to the base Abel. Apparently, this is going on the consolers, not just the, the not the Avelim. They would bring the rich people would bring it in fancy uh, baskets, right? They would bring in fancy baskets uh, of uh, made of silver and gold. And the poor people would bring in a simple uh, wicker basket made out of uh, peeled willow. The poor people were embarrassed because you know their gift. Their uh, baskets were very poor, would look very uh, cheap and chintzy, so they were embarrassed. Because of the honor of the poor people, 
They made a takana that all food should be brought in simple wickerware baskets made of peeled willow. The rich people would give a drink in, uh, in fancy white glass that was considered, that was expensive. And the poor people would give drink in colored glass, which was cheaper. Again, the, the uh, the poor people were embarrassed. So they made it to Kona. Everybody should give in in uh, in colored glass, which was cheap. To to um, to keep the honor of the aniyim and not embarrass them. Originally, the dead uh, when the dead was taken out, the face was not covered. If it was if it was a rich person, his face was not covered. But they did cover the face of the poor. Because the poor people were in the famine, had nothing to eat, their faces were blackened or dark, and it was embarrassing. So they would cover the face of the poor and uncover the face of the rich, of the dead. The poor people who were alive, I'm not talking about the person who's dead, but the poor people who were alive, they were embarrassed because they say, oh, look what's going to happen to us. They're going to cover our face too. So they made a takana that everybody should be treated equally, cover everybody's face because of the honor of the poor. Similarly, originally they took out the, the, the rich people in this dargesh, which was a, let's call it a fancier bed or a stool or whatever. And a, the poor people were taken on a regular simple beer made out of wood and sticks. Again, they were poor. Again, they said, look what's going to happen to us. So they made a takana that everybody should have the uh, in a simple in a simple um, beer because of the honor of the aniyim. Uh, I remember in, in St. Louis uh, where you didn't have rich, you didn't have religious um, funeral homes. Um, so I don't want to name it. So uh, I guess Lashon Hara <laughs> there. But you know, you know what they what they do when people aren't religious. They they tell them you want to bury your dead in this simple wooden coffin. You want the fancy pine wood, like yeah, only fifteen thousand dollars, you know, for the wood, which is going to be all eaten away anyway and, and worm infested within uh, no time. So they would encourage them. That's how they make their money. So until the chevra got together. And they said, no, we're furnishing simple wooden boxes for everybody. And that's what they do. It's, it's, it's not only for the poor. It's, it, first of all, it, it keeps them embarrassed. And it's also proper. You could say this goes, it goes in tune with this Gemara. People who died of intestinal disease, of, of intestinal disease, they smelled, unfortunately, badly, uh, even during their lifetime. So they would put the uh, incense underneath the beer of these people. Uh, the ones who were, who were still alive, they were embarrassed, presumably because they knew that when they would die, they would put the uh, mugmar under them too, because they smelled badly. So in, honor, in order to keep the honor of the, of the sickly, the people with stomach diseases uh, who were alive, and who were saying, oh, this is what they're going to do to us when we die, because we're going to stink. So they they did the uh, they did the spices underneath all beers. A woman who died when she was a nida. Okay, so she's dead now, but her clothes were tummy because she used to keep the laws of nida and heavy. So they would tovel her clothes. They would tovel her clothes in order, you know, to they would tovel clothes because she was a nida and she touched her clothes. 
So the ones who were alive, who were needed, were embarrassed that this is what they're going to do to us when we die. They're going to, if we die while we're in Nida, they're going to uh, tovel our clothes and embarrass us to show we're in Nida. A woman is embarrassed by that when people know she's in Nida. All women's clothes have to be going to the mikvah. To keep the honor of the ones who are in Nida's chayos. Of the ones who are alive. Men who also were could be a zav could be tomei. Their clothes had to be tovel too. So if a man was a zav and he died, they would tovel his clothes. And the ones who were alive were embarrassed because they said that's going to do to us when we die. So in order to keep the honor of the zav and who were alive, they made a takana that they're going to tovel everybody's clothes. All dead people uh, before you reuse their clothes or whatever they. They're going to tell that. The death cost more than, than you know, it, it was it was more injurious to them. The, the burial would cause them more harm than the death. You know, it's one thing, oh, they already died. Now when they heard what the funeral was going to cost, they, they ran into mourning again, right? Because of, because of the expensive, uh, because they the tachrichum, et cetera, were very expensive. They had to get fancy shrouds or, but whatever coffins, whatever they used, it was so bad that the Krovan would leave the dead body, they would run away and said, let the, let the uh, town take care of it, let the Hever Kedisha take care of it, because they couldn't deal with it, it was too expensive. He waived his own honor, and he said, said, when he dies, he wants to be buried in simple shrouds. The Yatsubikli Pishni went out in simple flaxen uh, uh, shrouds, and therefore, everybody else accustomed themselves, they adopted the same custom, lots of the clay fashion to go in simple flax and uh, uh, shrouds, uh, linen clouds. And now, they use shrouds made out of canvas that only cost a zuz, a very cheap amount of a very cheap shroud made out of simple canvas. That's good enough for everybody. That's what they knew. That's what they use in order not to embarrass the poor. You don't leave the bed in the street. Omar Papa ain't no way to think. And we said, we said this really, this really should be because we're not talking about the, the bed in the street. We're talking about, oh, we're talking about the reason why. Because we don't want any espadim during Chalamoy. Omar Papa ain't no way to dies. We don't look at the moed. In other words, you can be masvidim. And certainly for Chanukah and Purim, when it's uh, more of a yant and it's and it's not really a yantif, it's just Hanukkah form, it's just a, a, a yant rabbanan, we certainly do espadim for them. When it's not a yantif, chalamoid uh, is a yantif minatora, uh, right? It's a minor yantif, right? Or halfway yantif. Hanukkah form, certainly we don't consider that a moed, and we would, for a tamar chokham, they were masked. That's only in front of the de- deceased while he's at, at the burial. But if he's not there, low, then we don't make a spade. Any is that too for Ravkana? Saftul Rav Zvit in Ardo. Ravkana eulogized Rav Zvit from Ardo, but Pum Nahar in that place, and he wasn't there. Rav Papi Yom Shmu Kufan Abdami. That's the day they heard about it. When they heard about the death, when word reached them in that city, even though the dead the dead person wasn't there, but because they heard that this dead rabbi died, they were out at that point at that spot. They were able to make a hesped even on Chalamoy. Amar Ula Hesped Alulei. Hesped means they eulogize, they also beat on their chest opposite the heart. Dachsiv al shadayim softim, on the breast. That's when they that's when they eulogize. Meaning, as they eulogize, they hit themselves on their chest. Tipuach biyad, 
Tibuch is also a way of clapping the hands. That's part of the uh, eulogizing or, uh, uh, or mourning. And Kilos is Berego, where they stomp with their feet on the ground. Those are different ways of eulogizing. Tanrabana Makalis Lekas Basan shouldn't use a sandal, Elvim. Use a proper shoe. Because if you use a sandal, it could come loose and he could hurt his foot. Shovak said the sandal turns over, whatever, and he might uh, think that he's in a shoe and steps on something and steps with force, he might have massacre because of the danger to his foot. This is a common thing. People sit too long at a base elbow. They don't know when to leave. So so as soon as he you know nods his head, like you know, as if to say thanks for coming, you know, exit stage left, you know, like leave, you know. Shuvim, as soon as he, you know, he, he, he nods his head as if he was, you know, saying, Shanira, Shanicha, Miatsmo, like he was nothing. So that's like, it's enough, time to go. When the king comes in, everybody has to stand up, but an Abel doesn't stand for a king because he's an Avelis or a person who's sick. He tell everybody, please be seated, except for the Abel Machola, because they can be seated even without. Normally, when the king comes in or a rabbi is there, everybody's standing. Everybody stands until, like the judge says, be seated, you know, be seated. But you don't have to say be seated to the Oval the Chol. They could sit on their own, even if they stood up. The first day, he's not allowed to eat his own food. He has to be given sudas of raw from, from neighbors and friends. Hashem told you shouldn't eat food of other people because you are in this high position. But other people, Stam Avelim, should eat the food of other people. Rabbi Yosef Michutsu Badadi. They would they would return the favor to one another. When Rabbi was sitting, Shiva Rabbi Yosef would feed him. And when Rabbi Yosef was sitting, Shiva Rabbi would send him food. If a person dies in the city, so the whole city is obligated to, to be occupied with his funeral. They're not supposed to do work because they all should be involved in, in the burial. Wait a minute before you jump to conclusion. Rav Amnuna Ikla Ledrumasa, he went to that city, Drumasa, the city of Drum, whatever. Shama Koshipura the Shachva. He heard the voice of the chauffeur sounding out the death, you know, the Leviathan will take place, you know, like he heard that, that here they go with a loudspeaker. They had in those days a chauffeur, they blew a chauffeur to announce that there was uh, a death. He heard that. He saw people in that city in Drumta, the Kafti Abra, they were working. You should be put in cherem. You're supposed to be osik with levaya. Isn't there somebody who died in town? Why are you working? They told him, we have different chevras in the city. There's a chever for the Svardim, there's a chever for the Ashkenazim, there's a chever for the Otse Ethiopia. There's different chevras. Each chevra deals with their, uh, with their dead, and we're not in that chevra. If not, he was mocked them from putting mecherim. He didn't know that the rules in that city, that city was apparently a bigger city, and they had a chavura, they had a chavra for each of them. In other words, not everybody in the city has to be osik, but the chavra takes care of it. If a person is overly bereaved, uh, he's ex- he's too excessive in his uh, in his um, bereavement. He's going to be crying for another one too. No, it shouldn't go that far. There was a woman in the town in the neighborhood of Rafuna. 
Havalu Shiva Bana, she had seven sons. One of the sons died. She, she cried excessively. She wouldn't stop on that for that son. Shalcharavuna said to her, Don't do that. Don't do that. That's too much. You know, it's the proper to do with you. You have to do Shiva, etc. But you're going too much. Last place, she didn't listen to him. Shalchala, so he sent her a message. If you listen to my command, good for you. If you don't listen, you can prepare the luggage, meaning in this case, the shrouds, the tachrichim, for another one. She didn't listen to him, and all her sons died. The self formally told her, now prepare shrouds for yourself, and she died. Because as if to say, well, what's the reason for it? We'll see in a minute, because Hashem is saying, this is how far you should go. You're going to be more, you're more Rahmani than I am. Al Tifkulamais, the Pasuk says in Yimra, don't cry for the dead. Bal Tanur and don't bemoan him. Bal Tanur and don't bemoan him. Al Tifkulamais Yosemite means, of course, you have to cry for the dead, for the dead, but you don't cry more for, more for the dead. We had a Gemara somewhere that said, that's the only time you're allowed to cry for the dead. That's when you cry. You shouldn't cry for other things. All right. Al Tifkulamais Yosemite. Bal Tanur Yosemite. Don't. Don't overly, don't excessively cry for him and don't bemoan him more than the shear. What's the shear? Okay, it's a shloshi yom lebechi. The first three days of shiva, that's for crying. Shiva lehespit, <coughs> seven days of eulogizing and remembering him, bemoaning. Mishloshi giyot, spit this person. 30 days, you keep for, you don't wear uh, uh, iron clothes and taking a haircut. If a person goes more than that, you shouldn't have more mercy on him than me, and therefore you shouldn't cry more than that. That's the proper way to do it. It's another pasik there. Cry and cry for the one who goes. What does that mean? You cry for a person who dies without children, right? He only went, he only visited the Shiva house, El Laman for a person who died without children. Because he won't come back anymore and see his native land. In other words, like that's it for him. Uh, that the person who died without children, that's it. There's nobody, he didn't leave anybody. For him, you have to really cry. Ravuna says the Pasik is speaking, it's a person who didn't have and repeated the Avera. Right, Rafuna to make of who according to this far the Amr Rafuna Kivan Shavaradam Abeira. If a person didn't have a Vishanaban, he repeated it. Hutrulo, it's mutter for him. Mars says, Hutrulo, Sakadaita, Hakin, it's not mutter for him. El Amen Nas is like Heter for him, it's like a Heter, and he won't stop doing it anymore. In other words, that's the cry for him, Kilo Yoshev, because once he does that and repeats it again, he's not going to do Chuba because he feels it's uh, it's okay for him to do that. Amr of Levi, Abul Shoshi Amr Shah, the first three days here, Sasma Kilacher, Menachos, Nobain Shay, safe of. The first three days of Shivat, it should be like you should feel like in such terror as if there's a uh, a sword standing between his uh, you know between his shoulders. Like that's how it, that's how fearful he should be. Mishlosha Shivat from the third day after the third day to the seventh day. Kilu Menachas Lo can I get carries up? It's like opposite him in the corner. He's looking at the uh, at the sword. Mikandayel afterwards. Kilo Averis connected It's not like it's right opposite him. He sees it passing by. In the shuk. In other words, it should get lighter as time goes on. So Rav Huna said. Uh, so we had different ways to learn the pasuk of b'chul b'chul laholeich. That what b'chul kilo yashavadi won't come back in the raw seres manato. The first shot was that cry for the person who had died with no children because he didn't leave anything. He can't. He's nothing to go back for. And this rabbi only went. Uh, 
uh, to visit him. Shimon Levi only went to, for the for the Avelis of somebody like that. So who was sitting Shiva? Probably his his wife, maybe, or uh, his brothers or sisters. Ravuna says it's a person did a Veira. We always have this Gemara often. Ravuna says, I'm Ravuna. If a person does it a Veira and does it a second time, Huchulo. So the Gemara says, what do you mean Huchulo? It's not Mutter. Huchulo Salkadaitach. So Chaim Shemleva says that, that why didn't he just say? Why didn't Ravuna say? It's Nasus Lokaheter. He should have just said right originally, Nas Lokaheter. The answer is that sometimes when you want to emphasize a point, you say something far out, something bombastic, so that people say, what do you mean? You know, he says, if a person does it a Veira and he does it a second time, it's mutter for him. Mutrelo, it's mutter. What do you mean it's mutter? It's not mutter anymore just because he repeats it a second time. So people are going to say, what do you mean it's mutter? It's not mutter. No, it means Nasus Lokaheter can understand that once you repeat an Aveira, it can happen the way, you know, deeply understand that you should, repeating an Aveira over and over again, you'll think it's Lahater and you should take it to heart and, and not repeat it. All right, we'll pick them here tomorrow, Mitzvah. Have a good day, everybody.